51 of the Big Conspire. I'm Rick. And I'm Lee. I'm hyped. How you doing? And, well, I'm doing all right because I've actually, we're surviving World War Three, which you would have thought the first day of World War Three, everyone would be dead. So we're doing well. You'd think that. It's I been a few that. weeks now. I, um, do you know what? I, I found, I was interested. I found the oldest man alive in the UK and he was like, I really should, I, I can't remember how old he was, but he's like, he was born about like three years before World War One or something like that, or seven years before World War One, and yeah. he's still alive now. So um, technically, he's been through three three World Wars. It's like a legend, eh? Well, How's that? Not many people can say that. It's not World War Three's not official yet. Well, it is official. It's not. Well, was World War Two official when it was on? Like, was it? This is World yeah. War Two. It was. It was. Just called, do you think it was called World War Two then, or it was called World War Two afterwards? And they were like, "What can we call this war?" You I know? don't know. I'm. I don't know. I've never thought about it, but I'm pretty sure. Same as World once... War One. That was that was the Great War, wasn't it? That was the war to end all wars. Yes. That was the war before that, probably. Well, I mean, that was that was the Great War. So I suppose World, world war... war Two got called World War Two afterwards. Uh, yeah, maybe. Nineteen eighty four or something like that. I'm not sure during World War Two. When was World War Two called? Really? You're going to check world that now? Yeah, I am. Well, World Wars generally involve the whole world, and at the moment, it's not. Uh, not involved in the whole world, is it? Why am I getting World War One? Well, World War Two or Second World War, often abbreviated as World War Two or World War Two. Okay, it was a global <laughs> war that lasted from like okay, I fucking we know when that. it was. Don't, Don't worry, Rick. Doesn't matter. It does matter in the context of how it matters. By the way, oh yeah, any interest? You introduced ourselves yet? So I jumped right into that. I'm Rick, and I'm Lee, and this is the Big Conspire live. From the UK, or not live, if you listen to it, not live from the UK. <laughs> it was at one point live. United, United Kingdom of Great Britain. And Northern um, Ireland. And Northern Ireland, because you've got to add them, because they are part of it. Um, these uh, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland were all conquered by the English, invaded and conquered by the English, but that's okay, because. Because we won. <laughs> because we won, basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it I, makes I it all right. Oh dear. I wasn't part of it and that's such a silly well. silly opening statement. Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, in the context of things now. Right, anyway, right, where was we? Before I really Talking about World War Three, whether it's World War Three oh, yeah. or not. Right. Well, is it? I don't think so at the moment. Okay. Do you think it will be? Um Maybe. hopefully not. Well you think about it because um it is World War Three. Let's face it, we are the country that I belong to that is in league with other countries has declared war on Russia 100 you, you, you can't like economic war that is that is war you, it's you not can't, war. That's, oh come on don't come like I want to slap you in the face already you can't, how can you not you say try. that how you could try but that would be war <laughs> how how is it not I mean how could Russia not see that as a declaration of war how are they going to respond to that 
I don't know. They're probably just going to carry on doing what they're doing. They've, they've been cut from, you know, like everything. Obviously, they'll just start their own little block with China or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, I consider it a war. But also, are they all in on it? That's what you've got to ask yourself. What do you think? I'm not going to ask myself that at the moment. What are you doing? What are you playing with yourself? <laughs> I'm just folding Weird. this little thing up. Um, You're folding your thing up. They, like I yeah. said, stop doing it. Are they all in on it? I don't know. I, I, I'm very, There's not um, enough information at the moment. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm going to be... It's going to have to be Captain Hindsight on this one. Captain Hindsight. I'm, I'm, I'm like... There's three there's free options. There's probably lots more options than that, but I'm going to give you three options, right? Either... This is all organic and... Oh, nothing's organic. No, you mean like, it's like uh, Ukraine was there and then Russia, Putin and his whatever's were like, we're going to invade there because of because we want to. Uh, second option is, I can't remember, like it, they're all part of the uh, World <laughs> Economic Forum and the Great Reset. And this was a plan to basically to destroy the uh, the food supply because you know the amount of food that comes out of the the basket of europe and to create a false thing of like um refugees and also to i don't know also i think about this bio uh bio bio lab thing and keep everyone's threatening like distraction russia are going to bomb this and let and 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 let out pathogens but how can they let out pathogens if there aren't pathogens because there's no pathogens there because they claim that there's not not it's not war bio warfare labs Right, so that, yeah, there's so many contradictions going on there. No, no, um, that's um, that's people saying that. Governments are not saying they're going to bomb it and let out pathogens. Governments are saying, are I'm saying there's sure. no, I'm there's aren't sure. they saying that there's no uh, things there, but Russia's uh, going to pretend. Well, hang on a minute. The World Health Organization advised Ukraine to destroy high threat pathogens. Yeah, I've seen that one. Public health labs to prevent any potential spills that might spread disease among the population. So they haven't got bio labs there, but the World Health Authority advised Ukraine. The World Health Authority told the Reuters news agency that, collaborate, that it has collaborated with Ukrainian public health labs for years to promote security practices that help prevent accidental or deliberate release of pathogens. And as part of this work, World Health Authority has strongly recommended to the Ministry of Health in Ukraine and responsible bodies to destroy high threat pathogens to prevent any potential spills. It's really a bit sort of. What do you? Uh, what would you class as high threat pathogens? Though, is that natural stuff they got there that they're working to counter? Well, no, you know what I mean. There's there's oh, different right, levels here. It yeah. could be like say you call like smallpox. I know smallpox isn't meant to be there. It's not meant to be anywhere, is it? But it was because it's two been, places, it? it's been discovered in other places. But say there's something like that. I can't think of another oh, is disease. Small, is it smallpox supposed to be Russia's got some of it and America's got some of it? Isn't it? Yeah, like, I mean, and then it was that. I think on one of our one of our podcasts we talked about because they found some, didn't they? Yeah. Anyway, just like, say they got Ebola there because they're trying to find cures for Ebola. Yeah. So it could potentially be, it's a natural, what they would call a natural pathogen. Why would, why would they have 33 labs in the, throughout the country? No, I'm not, I'm trying to, let's not go with the 33 labs at the moment. Is it 33 labs? If it is, that's Yeah, I think so, it's something like that. But that's 30, the number 33. Oh, 33, yeah. Mm. Um, so maybe they got like, what what people would describe as natural pathogens and they're trying to counter make cures for them which isn't the same as if they got bio weaponry well the, the russians are claiming that they've got bio weaponry and they're planning to put it into birds and bats and release it 
into the wild. Yes. I mean, they've, they've claimed this at the United Nations today, haven't they? They yeah. have. Doesn't mean it's true. Well, Doesn't mean it's not true. I don't know. Uh, this whole biolab thing. If they've got a conclusive... Uh, if, if Russia has conclusive evidence... They don't. But if I'm just saying, if they've got conclusive evidence, everyone else who doesn't believe them is just going to say, actually, you made that up. So yeah, it doesn't of course matter they what Yes, they will. So, yeah. I mean, again, all I can see at the end of this is just war, you know, regardless. Okay, every, before the whole before thing, we uh, go yeah. down that, let me just say where oh, yeah. I was coming from. So they might have what you would class as natural pathogens that they're trying to counter. What do you consider a natural pathogen? Like I say, a naturally occurring... Like a cold. Yeah, like a cold. Like a, yeah, like a cold or a, a flu or... Any any okay. disease that would be you would class as naturally occurring, whether there any like such an, thing. Anthrax, I suppose. Anthrax is, anthrax is naturally. It? It I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Is, uh, you know, okay. So something like that, which is anything, yeah, no, not anything, because there'll be there'll be biological weapons. Which, or despite them saying we don't yeah. make biological weapons, America's come out and said we don't do that. Which plainly they do. Every country's what? doing. Every ask, country's going to be doing it. Why would, they, why would it be happening in Ukraine, one of the poor, pretty much poorest country in Europe? Why would know. they have these labs there? And they're like, oh, is so that it's specific, specifically. I mean, is it are there that amount of labs or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, in in different countries, all different countries? Because I mean, America has finance. These, we, I mean, it's, it's on the American. Yes. Um, you know, it, it, it's there in sort of black and white or white and blue, or whatever. It could be. These. Like you said, they're there because it's one of the poorest countries in Europe, so therefore they need money. It could yeah, be yeah. that they are actually working against uh, potential viruses coming out of Russia because that could be a potential as well. Because if America, let's say if America is secretly working on this shit, then Russia is as well. We know they do work with chemical weapons and they have used them in the past recently. Probably. So that could be a, that could be They've got them on the border because they're trying to defend themselves against the Russians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying that's, it's tenuous but it, there's a possibility that's part of it. I mean, it, what, what I ask, it doesn't need you don't need to be in that in that location to counter chemical no, weapons or whatever, which I mean, sort of, I mean, that in itself fucking pokes the bear, doesn't it? So yes. If it was in, for instance, Mexico, even Guatemala, uh, probably Guatemala, is Panama. Hang on. Hear me out here. Puerto Rico, Cuba. But they were Russian ones. Yeah. You know? What, what's going to, you know, what's going to happen? America's going to invade the shit, isn't it? You know, it, it, they would. They would. Oh, they'd like, have a pro- they would have a, certainly have a problem with it. Yeah, they would. You know, so it's like, I'm not, right. People are going, well, it's not a justification to invade or whatever. It's like, it's one justification to invade. It's, and Americans would certainly use it as a pretext to do it, you know. Yeah, but, that, but we would, wouldn't agree with that either, so. Yeah, but we would, though. Our country would. I would. Yeah, but we wouldn't. So we would. I'm not agreeing with Russia saying oh, no, that's an, an agreement. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I'm just like when I'm t- talking about stuff and I'm trying to point stuff out to people, they're like, oh, but it's not a reason to invade. It's like, no. But again, two bad guys don't make a good guy. No. I mean. Two wrongs. There's two wrongs don't make a right. You have to got to look at things like when I'm. I'm sure you know things of the the Nazi battalions that they're you know quite. I know we talked about this before, and it's going. over it's not really old ground because it's all going on, you know. And you show the pictures of these soldiers with their uh, this, this, the black sun and stuff like that, similar to the black sun. And it's like it, there's there's some other deeper shit going on than everything that you get shown in this, you know. On the I've seen a lot yeah. on social media where 
you've got the people saying, oh, America have got these bio labs. And um, what's her name? Jen Psaki come out was it yesterday or the day before saying, oh, we, we haven't got bio labs in Ukraine. Which is probably technically true because they're not American bio labs. It's like they, yeah, they're you. So people were saying that she was lying, but she's probably not. They're not like American run bio labs. They're funded by America, which isn't the same. Isn't the same. You know, it's a, there's a slim, you know, sliver of legality or whatever. Who who owns these bio labs? Ukraine. They're Ukrainian. Who funds them? Well, partially America, but they do a lot of stuff around the world that, in that sort of thing. Say like um, Iranian Iranians are funding, you know, um, Syrian ter- terrorists or Ira- Iraqi freedom, you know, whatever. Yeah, of course, Iran do it, and Iran is accused of doing it, and they're like, yeah, you know, and that's right. So it, it, you're capable, you're culpable, aren't you? So if I pay someone, oh, like, I, I agree with you, huh? but America's a big country who can, you know, whoever's got the most money can pretend that what they're saying is the truth, can't they? But it's like dragging, I mean, obviously Russia invading Ukraine is dragging the world into the Third World War, but the response to it and just the whole, it's dirty, it's really dirty, yeah. it's dirtier than... We're talking semantics. In Sorry, yeah. Everyone knows that if Russia, if the US are funding labs, then it's like, you you know, they're doing it, it's like they're giving Ukrainians money and Ukraine is hiding what they're doing in these labs. American government knows exactly what's going on in the labs they're funding but because they're not they're not set up by america they're owned by the ukraine they're ukrainian labs but funded by america it's funded by the nih in america ouchie etc and they chuck him under the bus and declare it what if they declare it united it's actually a legal invasion the united nations get involved no that's not gonna happen no i don't think that's gonna happen i think the only the thing that's being pushed at the moment is uh russia are have come out and say about chemical weapons attacks and they're saying russian false flags because they do chemical weapons attacks so if a chemical weapon a- attack when do they do chemical weapons attacks That's i think they used russia are known for doing it's like what uh, really? i think they they used it, it was uh, quite syria it wasn't russia it was quite plainly um the bloody i don't know i don't know i f- i think there's russia came us, said that's going to happen and, and we so don't yeah but that's the point we don't know do we like, we don't we don't know no we don't know but i mean they're all fucking dirty that, yes down to aren't they yeah i've had this uh i've got our friend we've got our friend gary he's he's so into trump he's unbelievable and i'm just like no no I'm yeah not, i'm not having it and like, he's so like you know trump's like a savior and he's the good guy and he thinks um putin and i think i think we may have talked about this last week uh z zing z whatever his name is the china they're all in yeah and they're like the white hats and they're trying to expose the um you know the the none of them are good guys none of them, no, none of these countries are good guys they're all they're all they're all gangsters because you can't guys. you can't look at china and see what they're doing to their people and certain like the uyghurs and other you know minorities and people and say that they're good guys because it's what, not what they're doing around you know they're taking over the world you know yeah they're, they're quintessential james bond bad guy if, it, if you can have that in an doing like a soft soft war with money yeah, they like mean, buy up everything. If they push this whole Ukraine thing somewhere along the line, you know, these people are playing games, and we don't even know. We can't see. You can see patterns, but we don't yeah. know what's going on. Like, say, this chemical weapons. If a chemical weapon attack happens in Ukraine, there's going to be some people are going to believe the media that it's all Russia. Some people are going to be that ah, Russia wouldn't do that. It's it's a false flag, America. And some people are going to be it's a, a 
but we don't know. It could be either one. It could be any of them. For all we know, it could be freaking China drop set stuff off and blame it on both of them. Yeah, probably. Well, think about this, right? If it's a pathogen, if if there is pathogen, and now it's leaked or whatever, and then they're like, oh, let's take all these Ukrainian refugees. Oh, let's. Does every house want a Ukrainian refugee? It's like, what the fuck is that about? Volunteer your house. Where on I, earth did that shit come from? I think that's just you've, you've that's just a bit of dumbness to make it sound. The government's yeah. been quite slow. Justice war is it? They're doing that. The um, what's it called? Thingy. Yeah, um, virtual signaling, like government yeah. virtual signaling. Because I know most people aren't haven't got the capability to take in a refugee, and they don't want them here anyway because the the rules they've put in place and you know the way they set shit up. Ah, oh, it's like oh, it's just so. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to. I don't know what just. Right, the way I see it is the people that didn't get jabbed are not buying the bullshit, and the people that got jabbed are buying the bullshit. Is that not? Is that pretty much? It's weird, isn't it? It's like maybe they, maybe the people that got jabbed have been literally are being controlled. Like, of course, so we've, right, well, the I think the people who aren't haven't. There's, there's a certain amount of control there as well. You think it's yeah. been a couple of years, and yeah. the government will have looked because you've got like the nudge unit and that. They all look at this stuff. They're not like, oh, we. We're doing psychological warfare. It's not like they're ignoring people who never got jabbed. That's going to be part of their the process of the propaganda and that they're putting out. So they're going to be using us, say us, because we're those people. They're going to be using us to further their own games by putting out certain stories that we they know we're going to they know we're going to push against it. Push, yeah. And that's going to be part of the narrative of breaking, yeah, Yeah. friction of society. Isn't like we because they're saying. They're putting out this stuff. Some of it's going to be true, but they know we're going to push back on it, despite it being true, because of the yeah. way it's being put out by them. And that's going to be a pro- trigger. They know how to yeah, trigger the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I say this stuff with the um, the biological weapon. Perhaps, perhaps Russia are going to do a biological attack. But if a biological attack goes off, your instant thing is going to be it wasn't Russia. It's a false yeah. flag. I reckon. I think, right, if it's a well, I like, I am. The first thought is going to be, can I? No, hold on. Let me just get. My first thought is going to be, can I find any information to see whether this is a false flag? Yeah, isn't it? That's what our everyone yeah, on our yeah. sort of our side of the fence is going to go directly to that. Is it a false flag? Yeah. Probably yes, but it might not be. Who? Then you follow the money, but it's like a yeah. yeah but we can't. No. Say us following the money. Most of our stuff comes from some sort of media to bring you all to alternate media. And a lot of that's... There's been you know. an insane, insane push for us to fight Russia, right? Insane. Um, um, and, then they, and then they're like, they're, so the red line now, the red line for NATO to get involved is if uh, Russia uses chemical weapons, right? You know, so that, that, but Russia also putting that, out there do you know what i mean it's like a let's, whole yeah let's step back one sec when you say there's an insane push to fight russia who's that media, media uh, from the media. yeah i mean it, a lot of it's social media people I'm not sure no, no, not, not sure the media let's, let's say the, in the, the no fly zone no no yeah but i'm, I'm not sure that's coming from i haven't seen it's not just social media because that it but that's all pushed through yeah, that's all pushed through social media because that's how to get to people. Yeah, but I don't, I haven't watched like the BBC or one of those other news channels and they're saying, there's no one on there, no reports on there I've seen said we should have a no-fly zone. Okay. The people are talking about no-fly zones are, are like people on are social media people, people with, you know. No, on the radio, the radio there's, been, there's been a lot of it on there and then talking to people about why are we not doing the no-fly zone, blah, blah, blah. 
definitely. Yeah, asking questions. They're not saying, but it's it's that soft thing. Should we do it? And they're asked people, and then people will come on and say, yes, we should. But the actual, that media isn't saying, they're not having, like reporters saying, or, you know, they're not doing editorials where they're saying we should have a no-fly zone. They're talking to people, and they're getting people on there to say we should have a no-fly zone. But who are these people they're getting on? Most of the time, I don't think, I haven't heard any, like ex-military people saying we should have a no-fly zone because they understand because you know you can't logistics and stuff of it you can't do it like oh because it's war if you have a no-fly zone we spoke this last week you have to shoot down russian jets or shoot down their missiles whatever that's war isn't it yeah so who is saying no who's saying we we don't we need a no-fly zone what it is is social media people like on the blue check marks coming out we need to do this because they don't really understand or just people phoning up like you say phone up a radio talk radio session and it's the average person saying we need a no fly zone it's like well that's war you want to go and to then, war and people aren't pushing back in that sense sense yeah like the radio sorry cutting into your radio presenter like i said you do understand if that happens we will have to you know it's like a hot war and you'll be yeah. shooting down russian planes and potentially you know for, for it to escalate really badly and they're like oh we don't care we need to do something and i just remember there was like some older lady come on say older lady but just like it was i can't remember what the whole conversation was but she said oh and putin's got a bomb he's got he's got the bomb like as in like he's got a nuclear bomb it's like yeah just, and, but obviously they don't uh there was a um, sorry, I just just going to a little bit of like my most of this new stuff that I've got obviously is to do with Russia, and I just just flick some stuff up there earlier, and it was just like this thing, for instance, is so under. Um, I know people, that there's a lot of new stuff about nuclear war and stuff at the moment, you know, or like on the, do you know what I mean on on the spread, you know, when you get the news, yeah, front of the news on the internet stuff. That's like warning of London's precar- precar- precarious preparations for a nuclear attack with high chance of public chaos. It's like. I fucking chance of public chaos. Are you having a laugh? They got well, no. It's just dumb, isn't it? It's just like oh, that the, the ambulance, the ambulance services are being overwhelmed. They can't cope with the fucking cold. You know what I mean? So how are they? So, you know, the thing is, what are they not thinking that ambulance services won't get blown up? It's it's like every everybody dies. It's like maybe that. I mean, I think maybe the. the I mean, it was. It, when did it come out? It's like the eleventh of March. So, and there was like a report released. I oh, released today, Friday, March eleventh, formed of a precarious capability within the Metropolitan Police to deal with such an attack. It's like I think maybe they're more talking about a like a dirty bomb, possibly. You know, like or like a not, single, not, a strategic strike or something. I think. Do you know what this is? That, this is just headline. Like someone yeah, go write a piece on if uh, bombs go off because yeah. if bomb because if they wrote. What would really happen? Just like total devastation, everyone's yeah. fucked. That would be the headline, and then the the next line would be like everyone's fucked, and then that'd be it. That's the that's the piece. That's all you can really write about it. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. So just... they, you know, it's newspapers writing stuff that they want people to read. People read that, and they'll be like, oh, okay. Well, Will they? Prepare. Well, because like, I don't uh, think I don't think most people are I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually like, expecting I'm... World War Three. Oh, I am. I don't. I don't know. Do you know what I, they should I do? On every single break between every single um, program, they should have a like start off the break. You know, and say like you're watching um, EastEnders. I know I don't yeah. watch EastEnders, but say someone is the first bit. They should have the bomb dropping on Hiroshima, and then have the adverts. You know, go get your Lloyd's no, Bank. No, no adverts would be for EastEnders. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Whatever. What's yeah. the other one? The other sides with the adverts. Yeah, but BBC have adverts on between programmes for advertising themselves. Right. Just have, like, the thing, you know, where the plane's flying and the bomb goes off. 
then have yeah. the adverts like four or five adverts and at the end have the devastation of after the cameras going in after where they're going through the wreck city and if they do that between every single ad break the, the, yeah people you know you see the the people with their skin sloughed off them and you know dead what dead bodies there were and the what's it the scorch marks of the shadows of people where they got incinerated yeah. have that and then do that for a couple of weeks and then we'll see how people feel they'll be like we must kill putin yeah probably he destroys the world they'll be like oh these are old bombs they don't work that well anymore <laughs> i don't know they're just something like oh we got you know what i'd be interested to find know. out whether what? the aliens have disabled all of the bombs hopefully that's what we well that's what we were hoping for and we project yeah. blue beam blue book blue beam blue beam it's coming mate. actually i was a bit hopeful because there was two different stories that i picked up on and it was um uh here we go Pac- here we go this this one what was it pakistan warns arch rival india over a mysterious flying object it was a pakistan on friday warned new delhi of unpleasant consequences over what it said was an indian or orient originated but unidentified high altitude supersonic object that crashed into pakistani territory i thought mm, that sounds a bit fishy maybe it's like aliens but there was also another story this unidentified flying object crashes in Croatia, triggering blasts. So two unidentified objects have crashed into two different locations. Sounds like missile testing. Is it missiles, Lee? <laughs> Hold or, on. Or, hang, hang on. War of the Worlds. The, yeah, um, maybe. The aliens are coming down. Also, so India had a supersonic object that crashed into Pakistan. Pakistan claimed that. that okay. So Pakistan... I've got a follow-up story for both of them. I was going to say, didn't they go there and see what it was? Are we talking well, like it was a missile or... Oh, what was it? For the, uh, well, for the, for the, I haven't actually got this story for the Pakistan... Indian was it one of those um, Indian blokes who can climb up a rope? <laughs> yeah. He went so high um, and then... That actually, India... Was it India? Yeah, in, India apologised to Pakistan for accidentally firing a missile into their territory. So oh, that, God. That, did, that did happen. But um, And now the Croatian one is basically the cover story now or they're saying that it was they said they found parachutes close to this one but i don't know about that because they're saying that it was actually a drone that flew flew across ukraine and then crashed into in croatian um whatever so neither of them apparently are aliens or both of them are so aliens it's that indian one where they just test in pakistani airspace to see if their missiles can get through their defense system everyone's just testing everybody at the moment they're like fucking we can just do it if Let's fake they're going like, if Russia can get away, if we can fucking get away. I'm not um, going to speak too much more of this because I'm, we're not doing, we're not doing, oh, I can't, it's doing my head in. I haven't watched yeah. that much news in the, this week. I've been no, off work, so I haven't really Well, I've got been that much interested in it. Like, I'm not, I just, yeah, I'm getting lambasted. Is it, probably not even the word, but I'm going to use it. Just like constant stuff from my, uh, my informant telling me about, take down of the deep state i'm like <laughs> dream world, man. yeah well, good luck if it is but so i just keep saying pointing out if it was like them taking down the deep state it doesn't matter because they'll scorch the earth anyway so yeah. no one either way i can't it's, see any winners in this whole thing let's be serious if the deeps they're going to take down the deep state it's been a couple of years and the deep state know and they've got far more power than yeah whoever it is trying to take them down unless you've got an alien battle group coming to land and i mean just, if um if Epstein didn't hang himself and his friends, the other bloke who didn't also didn't kill himself, but killed himself, the French bloke, the cameras oh, yeah, yeah. all went wrong and that. And, yeah. you know, various other people. I'm pretty sure if Trump was part of it and he's going to um, bring the deep state down, they would have 
heart attack gunned him by now. He's, yeah, he, exactly, yeah. he's probably he's probably actually running the whole thing. Yeah, probably. How how? That's why he's so he's smug. Well, I've just got a. It's probably him. I know it's the George right. Soros. So we get it, we're going to go away from war and yeah. back to peace. I need to ask you, bro. Have you oh, had any meaningful dreams? I have. Well, no, I've only had a week, haven't I? Oh, did I have one? Well, you, oh, you no, dream every. You go to bed every yeah, night, yeah, mate. It, it won't. It's, it's like, it probably is only a dream. But I had a dream. I was pushing my own coffin. I managed to get in front of the queue. There was a queue for something, and I only got in front of the queue because I was pushing my own coffin, and I was in it. But I was pushing it. It was quite small, but it was still my own coffin. So I was pushing my own okay. coffin. What does that mean? I don't know. That sounds I was deep. Able, I, was to, I was able to jump the queue because I was pushing my <laughs> coffin down a hill. Well, I don't know. I've got my mind <laughs> spinning on that one. <laughs> it did. When I woke up, I was like, oh. Ooh. And I did, I did have a sleep paralysis. Um, there were lots of people falling on me. And I couldn't breathe and get up. And then I woke up like, I was stuck. My wife woke me up. So, what does that mean? I was. I, I think that one's just a dream. I think there was again the duvet. I'm suffering from keep saying uh, a bit of sleep apnea. So I think I'm stopping breathing, and obviously that's what that was again. And yeah, I've had nothing. Nothing. No, not not me. I had like No, I've had no no dream. I had one dream where I was in um Ukraine. I was in like the palace. Yeah, dream. But yeah, it was. I was in the palace. Or I don't know the government building where what's his name Zelensky is. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he wasn't there, but the Russians were shelling it, and I was in there, and all the building was falling apart around me. I don't think that was meaningful. That's just a dream because of what's going on. Can I? I I know you wanted to get off this, but I have got a um, just a Twitter thread um, just to do this Ukraine thing. May I just can I just? It's basically this. I only picked up earlier. It's um, from someone called Les Lufa. Les Lufa, right? So he decided to go off to Ukraine to see what was going on, as you do. I should do. do, That sounds plausible, doesn't it? Well, it's got it's got the videos and stuff like that. So he flew on the third of March. He's, he said the journey begins on the third of the third. I took a flight from Luton, England, to Krakow, Poland. Via Poland seemed the easiest way into Ukraine. He said no, no, all the thirty threes. We're talking about thirty three earlier. Funny enough, so he went on the thirty three third of the third, and his actual seat number was thirty three. Okay. Um. So he just just flew. Blah blah blah. Let me just I'll just go through it quickly. Um. He said even though he's unvaxxed, he entered Poland. V's on the conditions. I left within twenty four hours. I said you can come in, but you've got to be out by you know within a day. Yeah. He wasted no time. He took the train from Krakow to Przemysl, which I think is where the apparently the um the um Ukrainian refugees are turning. Yeah, Przemysl train station where the refugees are turning up. So. Um, he said there was no, nothing, no sign of war. The only thing, sign of war on the train was um, at the cafe called Wars Cafe or something like that. So he turns up at the, the train station. They got the Ukrainians, you know, so-called ref, well, not so-called, they are, you know, refugees there. And he said, uh, you know, like when you look, when you look on the news, they called in it hell on earth at the train station. He said, but what they done, they basically bottled neck everybody. Yeah. And got all, got all the, you know, the people that are turning up into like this cramped space. There's loads of space around him because he, he's filming it on his camera. So what's going on at the train station is not what's going on at the train station, basically. Yeah. You know, like it's it's been like basically sort of calling it a movie set. It's like okay, fair enough. So obviously you, anyone else watching this on TV is like, oh look at poor people who squashed into that. But there's people just on the sides, just like meandering about with loads of space, etc. Um, outside, he said that it makes it look like there's like you know loads of police there. He said, but it's just one police van there with his police flashing his lights and doing his siren every now and again. He's just driving around the block, just one police van. 
Um, so anyway, he, he calls it all stages, all good lighting. So he, he goes outside and has a look around, and there's just this big, massive pile of... Um, basically, you know when you go to Pinewood and you've got loads of this film stuff, there's all this yeah. film set stuff there that, that's all piled up, et cetera, et cetera. So he's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And he just... He, he can't get a hotel there, and he says it's. He asks if it's because it's full up with um, Ukrainian refugees. It's not. It's all full up with the press. The press are all sleeping in there. The hotels they've taken all the hotels, and Ukrainians have to sleep in the train station. So obviously they don't care. Anyway, blah blah. Um, so he sets off, and he goes off to Kiev, and he's there for a few days, and he sees like basically all these cameras, like camera. Everyone's like normal, but the, the press people have all got their you know their um, camouflage shit on and that. Yeah. And he's like, um, I don't know, he just, he's just, I just cut the thing short. He spends like days trying to find war, what's going on in, in Kiev. And he just walks around and you can just see like, seems to be like some like almost um, film sets set up. You know, like there's no, there's no, the sirens go off every now and again. Yeah. There's never any explosions. He can't see, all, there's almost no military people about. Um, he sees one tank rolling down the street. It's, there's all different like scenes like set up to make it look like there's going to be you know fights going on. You may maybe defenses or whatever. He said, but he literally he spends and he can't get a cab anywhere because no one will take him because he's a, basically a foreigner. But um, just spends days walking around Kiev, filming all these places, and there, there's no sign of war. Mm. There's no shortage of food. There's plenty of food, but they're banned alcohol. No one's allowed to drink alcohol. Um, yeah, so it's just like I don't know. And then he tried to make his way to um, got close to where they said that there was that, that big fight going on. I'm just trying to think think of the actual. I know you're bored of this. I'm not bored. I'm just thinking. Yeah, Erpin. Um, trying to find his way to Erpin, which is I R P I N, which is where they reckon that the big you know fight outside of Kiev was going on. But he said he got, he got as close as he could. No one would take him, you know, in a cab or whatever. He said, but um, I would let just normal grannies just out walking their dogs. Obviously, all the reporters were wearing their flat jackets. Said, but it, there was no. He got quite. I don't know how close did he get to it, within like you know a couple of miles. Oh, Erpin's a thirty-minute driveway. Wouldn't there be sounds of war and wounded soldiers? Because he, he got to the hospital. There's armed guards there, um, so he films from the side. But there's no sign of like you know any stretchered people or anything yeah. going on. He walks, getting into the film. He gets as close as possible. The metro's open, but there's armed police, so he can't go down there. Blah, but yeah, but it's just like, it just spends days. Seems weird. Yeah. yeah. Because well, there's don't... those um, YouTube videos, yeah, you know, YouTube live channels and live streams, and I've, you know, I don't watch them a lot, but I click on them every now and again, especially if I'm, it's late at night. So you'd think if there's, it'd be an attack. Nothing. I've never seen. Some of them have got like, I know it's, it's only some of them got like twelve different feeds on them. Yeah. And um, I've never seen anything. No, me neither. I, I, I've heard. I've never even seen a flash in a distance, but no. yeah, I've heard an air siren. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. It's one like Kiev. Well, it means something. It's it's, there's like one camera that points at the one you'd of the squares. If they were getting ready to defend Kiev, you'd think there'd be fucking thousands of soldiers everywhere, wouldn't there you? There might be. They might be on the outskirts because you don't defend it in the centre, do you? You just go to the outskirts of the town and then you know you know the um work your way backwards, don't you? I defend it, yeah. Um, I'll defend the. Um... I mean, if you was defending London, you wouldn't start at Trafalgar Square. You would start out on the outskirts in the suburbs, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. But um, but that square the, where there's always like one square, not even that's been fortified. You'd think there'd be people sandbagging it, or you know, defending 
I don't know. Yeah. It does I, seem I rather strange. There was another one. There was one of the uh, things I watched. It was on there, and there was like a border crossing between Poland. There was yeah. nothing. It was like a dead border crossing. There was no one there. Is I mean, there, there, it's a big... Yeah, I don't know. It was it was just nothing there. But obviously, it's a big border, and yeah. that might be one of the crossings where people aren't going to. There, maybe there's no train. Like maybe there's no train access. Like yeah, people maybe, are probably yeah. getting on trains and going to the the border where there's, um, you know, the train takes them. I, you got to think of these things. Uh, I don't think that. it's. I don't think it's all a big film set. No. Well, I, I don't think, think that. The whole Truman Show, but some some dodgy shit. I know. Some dodgy shit's going on which we don't know about sorry um but what were they telling you the dogs no i don't know it's again say about you know the the, the webcams the live web streams they could possibly be not live web streams. Yes. Because, I mean, if you're being attacked, you're not going to put live web streams of your city on there, are you? You're going to like... But the fact oh, that you're even going... Get some, get some extra views. Social media's <laughs> fucked, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. It's all it bizarre. Could be someone put it there and left it and left it running. I don't know. Really forgot, yes. I don't know what the... Sh- I don't know where they're getting the streams from because they've been like an amalgamated of streams. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems yeah. a bit strange. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about mermaids. Uh, well, before you go that, before we go, we're going to do, because <laughs> I wanted to do something cryptic I want to get away from the war and all that sort of shit. I've got one other story for you. Is it, what war is it, Lee? It's not war. War in Europe. It's war, it's World, World War III. III. It's not World War III yet. I'm not accepting that. Although, if it becomes World War III, when they invade Ukraine, that will be the start of World War III. But at the moment, I don't think it is World War III. Couldn't you consider the Hundred Years War, like World War One, No. Whatever? Why? That was between us and France, mostly. Yeah, well, it's pretty much it's not really world. world war, is it? It's not the same. Hey, what did you say right. before that? I've got a story. What story? I'm going to read it to you. Okay. I don't know if you heard about this. The Japanese stone imprisoning evil fox demon splits after 1,000 years. I haven't heard this one. Go on. have, you, have you heard it? No, never heard but of it. I'm going to read this because someone else has wrote it, so I'll take their words and pretend they're mine. <laughs> As if there wasn't enough calamity going on in the world already, we now may also have to contend with an escaped Japanese fox succubus. On March the 4th, a decidedly ominous sight awaited tourists arriving to see the Sesoseki in the mountains of Nasu, some 100 miles north of Tokyo. A Sesoseki, known in English as the Killing Stone, is a volcanic boulder that Japanese mythology claims is the prison of the Tamamo no Mei, a chaotic fox demon. On this fateful day, the seals binding the demon shattered. People who came to see the stone found it, found that it, along with the sealing rope around it, split in two. I feel like I've seen something that shouldn't be seen, one witness tweeted in Japanese. Of course, there was no sight of Tamamo no Mei, but if you'd been imprisoned in a rock for nearly a millennium, would you stick around when you finally got out? Okay, so this is the Fox of Chaos. The stories surrounding the Sesoseki are true. We're in for a world of trouble. Tamano Nomei is not a nice spirit. Her true form is said to be that of a fox with nine tails, but she prefers to appear as a woman possessing otherworldly beauty and intelligence. Did you watch um, uh, Lovecraft Country? 
haven't seen it, no. It was like one series of it, and then it got cancelled. But there was a, the nine-tailed fox demon, she was in that. Okay, so it's I mean, obviously, she, it's older than that, but when I started reading it, it's like, oh, fuck, it's the fox demon. Anyway. Uh, legends say Tamano no Mei first surfaced in China around uh, 1050 BCE. She possessed Deiji, a favoured concubine of Zhu, the last king of the Shang dynasty. He the last because of uh, Tamana Namei. Her influence drove King Zhu to bring on a reign of terror leading to a rebellion that ended his dynasty. The fox demon next surfaced in India where she became Lady Kao, a concubine to the prince called Banzuku. According to the story, Tamana Namei manipulated Banzuku to personally decapitate 1,000 men. After a second brief trip to China, Tamana Namei took a vacation until roughly 1100 CE. She then took the role of the most cherished courtesan of Japanese Emperor Toba. The demon caused the emperor to fall seriously ill, but luckily a court astronomer recognised her for what she was. Emperor Toba sent two warriors after Tamanonomei, who vanquished and imprisoned her in the plains of Nasu. They sealed the fox spirit into a stone that continuously released poisonous gas. However, some 250 years later, a Buddhist monk supposedly exorcised the now repentant demon. That's what the story says anyway. Many Japanese nonetheless choose to believe that Tamana no Mei still resides in the now destroyed stone. The legend of the fox remains popular in Japan. It has spawned plays, novels and an anime movie. It's just a legend, right? Let's assume for a moment that Seko Seki split because of a completely natural reasons. What then could they be? So they're going down the like natural path. According to experts, a stone might slightly cracked because of a perfectly normal erosion. In fact, they saw cracks in the surface of the stone several years ago. And they're saying water got in, you know, and it freezes and it splits stone, blah, blah, blah. And that's in either case, the rock's destruction is a blow to local tourism. Um, basically, they're like, what the fuck can we do? Maybe we can repair the stone and pretend that she's still in there. I don't know, just summon her and then they can get her to ask for help. Them. Maybe. Uh, that's all well and good, but what about the fox, the demon fox? Will they perform a new ritual to seal it back into the stone? Can they even do that? But then again, Tamana no Mei is just a folk legend. After all, if she was real and free, we probably would have already seen powerful world leaders start a war or something. Wait, oh no. <laughs> anyway, that was my story. I found that interesting. Now, it is interesting. Have you heard the story of Silbury Hill? I don't, I, it just rings a bell. Just it just pops in my head now. I don't. I'm going to explain this really badly. But basically, um, the reason they're the crop crop circles are basically um, demons or bad forces that are used trying to do spells in the crop circles to try and release um, basically this demon out of silver. Yeah, I've heard it. Building there for you know maybe the same time. Maybe that's why they built it because it's not a true yeah. hill, is it? It's like a man-made. No. It's fucking big as well, isn't it? Yeah. To, to trap him, this demon thing. And so, yeah. once, if, you know, basically, if you, once you can find the spell to release him. So maybe Tiana May, because that's what it sounds like, is coming to the England to release her consort demon. Oh, yeah. They and we're about to get You know that Japanese um, anime? Um, Legend, of, Legend of the Overfiend. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. Disturbing, very disturbing. Um, Japanese thing, but oh, right, no, that's interesting. I like that. Do I like it? Not if it's true. No, it's true. Well, we're in for a whole. We're in. I did have a, a bit of a, a um, 
gloomy feeling earlier i have to admit i, I texted and i said make sure you've got your supplies in brother <laughs> yeah. i was like ah oh, this is it i don't know i don't know i well, know i like that story anyway it takes and i what do you think um yeah i think it's true why should not I pull a, should i pull a tarot card if i've got any down here you know what it's I don't need to it's almost comforting oh. think oh they're not oh. just crazy people they're being possessed by demons yeah, because that's really comforting. Do you know what? They are being oh, possessed by demons anyway. I... I've got no doubt about that. <sighs> but they're not these these people that these rulers and stuff. So ro- ro- leaders, when they call them leaders, it annoys me. They're not my leader. There's some people that got in power and kept the power and wanted the power, whatever, to have, be powerful. But they're still um, leading. Not leading me. Not really. Horace is leading you. Anyway, they're these. I say these people. I don't consider them these social leaders. I really don't consider them human. They can't be human. Things they do. Sorry, they can't be. Of course they can. I don't think so. I do. I don't think so. Anyway, we wanted to talk about, because we haven't done any cryptids for a while, so we're going to do mermaids cryptids. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mermaids. What, so half fish, half yeah, lady? I suppose, yeah, definitely. I get much more fucking cryptid. Uh, we'll, we'll save it to the end whether you believe they're, tr- they're like real or not. We'll ask right. that question. We'll get your tarot cards out. You got them close by. We'll ask it at the end. I haven't got now. Oh, there. you arsehole. Got removed. I got some tarot cards. I can do that. You do it. Yeah, you can do it. You probably got more because you're like, like, uh, like you're not written on sort of. I'm thing. just more full of shit. No, no, you're not written on. You're not. You're not printed on. So you, you're you're probably. I'm just going to pull a card and you can tell me what it means. Anyway, so mermaids, oh. right. fishy, what? fishy ladies. Well, I'm men. Let's be um, correct then. A mer person. Oh, mer person. Mer person. Okay. What is what is mer? What is mer? For instance, I mean, probably oh, mer. mer Again, Latin. Mer water water maid. Don't know. Must be, must be that man. Maybe it's like man. What does mer mean? I don't know. No, I haven't. You, I didn't look up the entomology of the name. Right, origins. These yeah. are just, um, obviously, I wrote all the list myself. <laughs> I really didn't. Mermaids are strange cryptids for a number of reasons. They seem biological, improbable, uh, fantastical and otherworldly, and yet they are everywhere. Which is true, there's loads of, loads of cultures, different cultures, who have mermaids. Uh, by peering into their origins, we might grasp what is going on and how did mermaids come about? So, mythological origins. Mermaids are an incredibly ancient part of humanity's storytelling tradition. So old, in fact, that there are cave paintings depicting them from as far back as 30,000 years ago. See, I didn't know that. Quickly, where this source, what, what this source is from? Uh, this is from some site I looked up, but I don't even know what it's called. It's all true. It's on the internet. Okay, cool. It's all right. No, go right, on. So, 30,000 years ago. Did you know there were 30,000-year-old mermaid paintings? I didn't know that. Okay, that's where cool. are they? Uh, it doesn't say. <laughs> so maybe it's all right. Maybe it's all fake. Whether <laughs> they are painted because the people had direct contact with mermaids or because they imagined them, uh, they were at the beginning of a trend that would last up to our present day. That trend run uh, ran right through the ancient world in Assyria around 1000 BCE. BC, or whatever you want, however you want to say that. There was a story of the goddess Atar. Okay. Atargatis, who turned into a mermaid after murdering her husband. And the ancient Greeks developed their own mermaid stories. 
Can I stop you there? Go on then. She transferred herself into a mermaid out of shame for accidentally killing her human lover. Yes. That's not what you... Oh, sorry, go on, carry on. Well, because I was just... This is what myths are, isn't it? You yeah. get one thing and then another... Beginning, beginning with the half-human and half-bird sirens who... Great, well, ancient Greeks who... Uh, beginning with the half-human, half-bird sirens who gradually developed into mermaids over time. Yes, yeah, like ancient Greek... Originally, the, the sirens were bird creatures, weren't they? And then they turned into sirens who would lure um, sailors onto rocks. Were they birds, first of all? Yeah, yeah. they were. They were harpies. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was that. I think so, yeah. It was that the Roman, Greek, Roman. Definitely harpies, definitely. Harpies are Greek, yeah. originally. But they're probably older than that. They probably come from other um, civilizations before that. Mm, probably, yeah. All around, yeah, around the world, among diverse set of cultures mermaids spring up in stories and myths they're continued they those continue to have influence on storytelling going forward right up to today and most likely far into the future okay so that's the mythological origins maybe i've just found the word mer- i know this is gone you like saying something then i'm coming to something else. No, that's fine the word, the word mermaid is a compound of the old english mere which is c m-e-r-e and made a young girl or woman young woman so it's c made so, mer- so it was mere with. She's a mere with. Almost mere wife. Sea mere wife. wife. Yeah, yeah, sea wife. There you go, salt wife. She's the the selkie, the Irish selkie. selkie. selkie I think there's yeah. stories later on about that. Ah. Fish-tailed woman. So is there? Um, yeah. I was thinking mermaid is an old. Do, do you think of um? Hang on. Do you think like it's like no. oh, she smells a bit fishy? That lady of yours is a bit fishy. <laughs> Um, like Murray's is old English, but I wonder what they're called in other countries. I don't. Like I thought a, mermaid was a, like I said, I think it would come from Latin, but it doesn't. It comes from old English. Mer. I know it. Well, it comes from. I know what they sound. What they're called in um, uh, Italy. What? <laughs> Shut up, you idiot. That sounds a bit Scottish or something. Oh my god. Oh, stereotyping. I was just wondering what they would be called in other cu- other countries. Uh, you know that the, the um, they reckon that a lot they got the idea of mermaids from um, sailors sighting uh, manatees. Manatees, like, yeah. Manatees. Well, how can you get a manatee mistaken for a beautiful woman? Unless they, I mean, that's why they're sailors because their wives are that hideous. <laughs> yeah, or like seals. Like a man's been at sea for a long time. As, I don't know. Uh, wait, so like. Any fish in the sea will do, or whatever it is, isn't it? Any port, any port in a storm, any port in a storm, any manatee on the on the, cl- on the rock will do. Okay, so biological origins. What could possibly be going on there? Seems uh, we have covered the origins of the mermaid myth, which may go back to Assyria, or perhaps earlier than that. What about the other side? What about the origins of mermaids, if they exist? It seems that there are a couple of avenues. Mermaids were humans or close relatives that evolved to live in water. Mermaids were aquatic mammals that evolved humanoid upper bodies. Either theory requires convergent evolution, when two or more species arrive at a similar trait through different evolutionary processes. Go on, what if? What if if they were first and we were after because we came out of the sea? Yeah, well, that would be the... Oh, so it's a split. Like, that would be humans or a close relative that evolved to live in water. So, or, or the other way, whatever. They, we evolved to... We evolved to live on land. Don't all... 
I mean, evolutionary, didn't everything come out of the sea? Some didn't it go, and then go back into the sea. Some like stuff, yeah. I don't know if they so, went back in. I, but yeah, there is. There is. Like, um, I know I can see the animation in my head because I watched it the other day, but I can't remember what it doesn't mean that's real. Oh, right. either, either humans develop features strikingly similar to other aquatic life or an aquatic mammal develop features strikingly similar to humans. But that doesn't take into account that... No, it'd be so divergent, though, wouldn't it? It'd be so many millions of years. Like, if we come out of the sea and then mammals crawled out and then developed into humans, to think that um, something would stay in the sea and develop the upper body of a human as well seems improbable, doesn't it? Maybe you'd like, like you say, you'd have to go and come up onto land, then go back into the sea and develop. There's, there's only one tail. Uh, you know, genetically altered humans from Atlantis. Yeah, well, I've got, I've got some story about Atlantis. We'll go there in a minute. Um, this isn't a biological improbable as you might think. A big reason is the fin. Note the orientation of what we tend to call the mermaid's fishtail. It's interesting because it doesn't, it isn't really a fishtail at all. If you look through depictions of mermaids, you'll almost certainly find that the tail is orientated horizontally, running parallel to the shoulders, so that when swimming, the tail would move up and down. That makes mermaids much more probable. Why? Because fish have tails that orientate vertically and so swim to swim. Fish move their tails from side to side. It's only the seagoing mammals that have horizontal tails, like the manatee, I suppose. Is that a, is a mammal, isn't it? It's not a fish, is it? Wow, that was a dumb question. Consider the whale or dolphin. Really consider any mammal with a tail made for swimming. That is the kind of tail mermaids are depicted with. This gets stranger when we consider the consensus that whales and dolphins are mammals happened as late as the 18th century, far, far after the mermaid. When we consider along with this that many cultures consider mermaids real sea creatures, it becomes a bit confusing. Maybe about a whale, but people hadn't seen the whale. No, no. When they used to think whales were fishes, up until the 18th century, whales and dolphins were fishes. Because they weren't, didn't know they were. Yeah, they didn't know they were male. Uh, males, mammals. Uh, when we consider along with this that many cultures consider mermaids real sea creatures. Um, it becomes a bit confusing. Maybe there is or was a species that developed somewhat humanoid traits that was otherwise an aquatic mammal. Then again, we also have to look at what might have also caused this. Mistaking mammals in the ocean for mermaids. That could just as easily explain the orientation of mermaid's tail and the cool, and the cool matter-of-fact manner. Many uh, sailors took of the existence of such creatures. So it makes... Sorry, go on, you can finish what you're saying. No, no, that's... Um, it, it makes um, a dogman dog yeah. uh, more... It, it's it compatible, because, like, in the sea, it's like we're half and half. Yeah. Like, Did you say dog compatible man. or incompatible? No, like the story, the believability. So dogman's, yeah. it's like the top half is uh, dog and the bottom half. Still sounds, sounds very um, experimental. Do you think these things have just been, like, they're basically abducted humans, blah blah blah, taken up and then just dumped off. We we again we've talked about this. We like the dumping ground of the universe where people just come and like don't want this mermaid, chuck it in the sea, merman over there. Could be, or, or you know, well, I don't know. Yeah, is there? Have you got any? Talk? 
Hold on. It's one of these those classic uh, cryptozoological conundrums we find ourselves in so frequently. There is a plausible path to their existence, just as there is a plausible explanation for their non-existence. The only way to choose between the two seems to be directly meeting the creature or encountering rock-solid evidence. But there is no way to meet mermaids or find evidence of them if they don't exist. But there's always hope. Ah. Hope is not evidence. Wasn't that I was looking at the uh, astonishing sightings of mermaids? I don't. I've got another. Uh, uh, the Aquatic Ape Hypothesis. In 1960, marine biologist extraordinaire Alistair Hardy put forward a shocking hypothesis. Humans came from apes that were, at some point in their evolution timeline, forced into water. Might sound crazy, and it is generally rejected by the scientific community, but some of Hardy's points... <laughs> some of Hardy's points do Forced make a lot of water. sense. Yeah, maybe. If food, if food competition pushed us to the sea... Sorry. What they would you say? Smelt, they smelt like fish, so whoever was owning the apes at the time made them get in the water and then they... Sorry. Thanks for that. If food competition pushed us to the sea, it explains certain features that humans share with our aquatic mammal relatives. For one, we walk upright, a trait that wouldn't be much good in the intervening phases between walking on all fours and being bipedal. However, it might have developed if we were apes wading near the shore. Wading and swimming would be helped along at every step that our posture straightened out to achieve bipedalism. Later discoveries in the nutrition and brain development have also lent credence to the idea. DHA is an omega-free fatty acid found in high quantities in saltwater plants and fish that eat those plants. DHA is a critical nutrient for human brain health and development and our brains are enormous compared to our body size. It's one of the main features that separate us from other species. So we must have become accustomed to eating from the ocean. In an even more recent discovery, it was found that California's sea lions gave birth to pups covered in vernix, just as humans do. Vernix is a fatty substance that covers babies in the birth process. While there are many theories as to what vernix does, it's certainly true that fat repels water and therefore water-based infections, something that water birthing would need to take into consideration. So we got vernix, which which is um, something to do with water birthing. Right. Our brains need uh, the DHA and omega fatty acids, which is from sea seafood. Huh? I mean, we live in it, which means we eat them. Yeah, but we, we developed a, a birthing process to give birth in water. water. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe that's come. Well, yeah, but that. Yeah, okay. So this is a the great flood thing. So the great deluge. the flood. Oh, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, that's no, the I'm whole sorry, world, isn't it? So if you, if you were um no, hear me out. Okay, hear me out. So if there was a big civilization and then suddenly there was water and then but some people survived but you had to live underwater like um what's that film with Kevin Costner? Water world. Water world. Water world. Like the whole world's like water and he's developed gills because of it he's evolved into gills there there you go okay yeah maybe well i mean how what, what other way could it be other than a massive amounts of water um we went in the sea because we're mer people no because you turned into mer people didn't you it weren't mer people you turned maybe we into came mer from mer people i don't know That's yes because think about this we is were in there, the sea but... and then we came out of the came into the sea most, I mean, a lot of um, 
I'm going to go UFOs here. A lot of UFO sightings come from like, like lakes and stuff like that, don't they? Yes. So this breakaway and this breakaway civilization that has these spaceships, maybe they're all fish people. Maybe. And we... I don't think I've got anything about aliens and mermaids, but I should have looked that. Only, well, it's only the fact that, um, yeah, a lot of there's a lot of sub sub UFOs, sub I don't know what to call it, submersible. You want to go with mermaids and Atlantis? Do we reckon that's a thing? Well, Atlantis again is. Do you know what? I was watching a. I know we're not talking about Atlantis particularly, but I was watching a. It was a documentary, and they were saying about the Sahara Desert and how that this structure in the Sahara Desert had been found. And it could only come when the Sahara Desert was underwater. So it had it um, goes with the descriptions of Homer's Atlantis, and this probably this is the Atlantis. And okay, anyway, that was completely random in the thing as well. But no, you I mean when you're thinking about sort of mermaids? Yeah, mermaids, Atlantis. I'm going with that. Okay, I can. I got a whole thing of mermaids from the fall of Atlantis. That's where they come from. I read that. No, why not? Okay. There was once civilizations of beings who were much different than modern humans. The beings that lived before us were human-like. However, they had different DNA. Today, we would consider these beings extraterrestrial. One of these prehistoric civilizations, now called a lost land, was Lemuria, aka Mu, or Motherland. In Lemuria, there were beings with the ability to shapeshift. Some Lemurian shapeshifters could breathe underwater. This was the origin of the mermaid legend. Uh, in Lucy Cavendish's book, Lost Lands, she explains their ability to breathe underwater is attributed to a hole that was located in the third eye spot. The water was breathed in and out through this hole. Cavendish has past life memories of being a mermaid in Lemuria and was connected with the land and sea around her. I mean, that sounds a bit improbable though, doesn't it? Like your third eye is in your head. That's not really where we breathe water through, is it? So he was breathing water through his third eye? Well, the breathe not through the third eye, but where your third eye is, is where they had their like blowhole. Not blowhole, but like their gill was in their third eye. Anyway, this is what she's saying. Yet another question is, where did these mermaid beings come from before they lived in Atlantis and Lemuria? Some believe they were originally from another planet, specifically the Orion constellation. Starseeds believe the planet uh, Mintaka was covered in diamond-like waters and they say this was where the whale and dolphins come from originally. I want to say fuck off right now. <laughs> no, I'm going. We've got the fall of Atlantis. Many people have past life memories of Lemuria. Memories of swimming underwater with dolphins and whales. Some say they could walk onto the land and breathe the air too. So what happened to the mermaids and shifters from the lost civilizations? When Lemuria began to collapse, mermaids migrated to Atlantis with extraterrestrials and other shapeshifters. Unfortunately, there were darker beings that tried to mutate the Lemurian mermaid DNA, leading to the destruction of Atlantis. Isn't that all to do with like the sex with dinosaurs and shit? Dinosaurs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it all come back to that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the mermaids escaped the fall of Atlantis, while many perished in the catastrophe, along with other beings. If they escaped, where did they go? What happened to the mermaids and mermen? Uh, mermaid origins, migration out of the lost civilizations. Legends of mermaids permeate cultures all over the world, from Asia to Africa, from Europe to North America and beyond. It's possible that 
Evolution could have no. gone separate ways when we were developing from mere fish, as some theories suggest. Could these fish have evolved into mermaids and mermen who still live in the ocean today? Why are there so many legends and sightings if mermen's, mermaids don't actually exist? If Lemurian Atlantis could have existed, who's to say mermaids and shapeshifters didn't reside in these ancient cities along, uh, along with human beings? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Could these fish have evolved into... Oh, sorry, I lost my place now. Uh, the story of ancient times could be true. If mermaids and shapeshifters left the Murian and Atlantis and spread out across the world, this would explain the hundreds of mermaid legends all over the globe. What do you think? Do you know what? I think they're mixing stuff up here because you've got the whole... Yeah. Uh, developing... They had a little bit about evolution there, but I think if there was mermaids like Atlantis in mermaids, I think when you go back to the beginning of this story, they come from another world. That would be more... I think that would be more believable than an evolutionary development of mermaids alongside humans. Or yeah. at least genetic manipulation. Why, why do the hells have to be like, I was a mermaid? Why can't they I just... Know. You know what I mean? Like, as if that's proof that there were mermaids because you had a past life experience of being a mermaid. I don't know. It could also be, again, like, ex, like a different... It's only about aliens, but like a different... Um, dimension you know yeah, that is aliens though well I they're dime aliens yeah really pretty much is yeah i mean if we've we've gone over this before if you come from another dimension yeah. you're, you're a freaking alien, alien mate yeah or if you're an alien you come from a different dimension yeah both not whatever like, not in solaris or whatever it is or polaris or whatever the fuck uh you're i don't know we <laughs> All right, mermaids in Greece. After the fall of Atlantis, hold on, let me read this. The Lemurian Atlantean refugees started new lives and built new civilizations. One of those civilizations, civilizations became Greece. This is how the mermaid legends were passed down through time. One of the Greek mermaid legends tells of the siren. Siren were mermaids who lured sailors to their deaths using just their voices. However, in Homer's Odyssey, sirens were depicted as bird women. This indicates the ability to shapeshift, similar to the Lemurian mermaids. In other Greek legends, Alexander the Great's sister turned into a mermaid following her untimely death. Mermaids and mermen appear in other tales from ancient Greece and also in other ancient civilizations like Samaria and Babylon. In these um, legends and stuff, are they are mermaids good or bad? Is it is it is it lucky to meet one? Is it unlucky? I thought they generally like. I think it depends. Your death or whatever. Yeah, they fall, well, don't they fall, make you fall in love with them? Will you fall in love with them? Well, the siren them? song, they drag you, they make the sailors crash into the rocks, don't they? And then do they and eat they, them? Do they eat them or something? Or drown them? Drown, drown them and them. eat them. I'm sure they eat them. I'm sure they're like a. If it's. Say they're real. Well, say they're real. So they drag them onto the. Make the ships crash. Then if they're in the sea, then they're not just going to let the body. So yeah. Like you say, they maybe they, they like breed with them to have yeah. more children. Lay they their, lay their eggs, lay their eggs. Like, like some parasitic. Oh, yeah, may, yeah, maybe they do that. Nasty. Made you think of that. Lay their eggs. That's cool. That's a cool what story. Interesting story. Phil. Nice twist. Yeah. Not for the sailor. No, no, not for the sailor. But um, <laughs> I'd watch that film. Um, I like that. Like they lay their crusty, nasty mermaid eggs in your. Yeah, so it, the evolutionary. If they did. If they were real things and they like 
lured them onto the cliffs or the rocks with their song, then there must be a reason for it. They're just like vicious murdering bastards. Or maybe they are. Maybe they're like yeah, Putin, Putin's well, children. For the sake of laying their eggs. Yeah, laying their eggs or to eat them. I don't even know where that comes from because I just made that up. But or to eat, like eat them would be also a thing. Putin then. Yeah, Putin's children. Murderous. Oh, weird. Murderous bitches. I don't know. Right. Do you, do you want to meet a mermaid? No. Not at the moment. Not what, so far what, what I'm reading. What if your plane crashed in the sea and you were just floating on the wing? and then Have the you seen the film Mermaid with Tom Hanks? I wouldn't uh, mind yeah. meeting that mermaid because she saved his life <laughs> and didn't and, eat him or lay her eggs in him. And she was kind of hot as well. Yeah. Apart from her fish. Apart from you smelling a fish, yeah. Uh, the ancient, as well. <laughs> see what the ancient Celts thought. The ancient Celts also had legends of mermaid origins. There were stories of Meros, Selkies, Finfolk, and Benvari. These creatures could breathe underwater, but also on land. Depending on the region, mermaids and mermaids could be helpful or downright dangerous. Mermaid sightings have been documented in Europe dating back centuries. Uh... Right, it's, this person who wrote this, his favourite mermaid sighting story was of a man who found two mermaid children dying on a cliff by the sea. He took the surviving mermaids home and nursed them back to health. The mermaid children never talked. Oh, this is that, uh, that story, the alien story. It's the same thing. Hold on, listen. The mermaid children never talked and would eat shellfish and stayed in a tub in the man's home. The man believed the mer children had washed to the shore during the sea storm a few nights prior. Uh, the man was a good soul and returned the mermaids back to to its home in the... Oh, no, it's not the same. The story was published in a local newspaper in age. Remember before we said about the strange children, that the U- strange UFO children had, like, weird green skin? There's a couple of stories, yeah, yeah. the boy and the girl, and then there's another one with the girl. Was it? It was um, a fairy. They were fairies. Yeah, fairies. No, I think there's yeah. a UFO I'm sure it was the fairy story. There's fairies. Then a girl lived for ages. Yeah. It's a similar, that's a similar sort of thing. You find these children and you nurse them back to health or in that case of the children and didn't they die? In your tub. Yeah, in your tub. Like tadpoles. Like giant tadpoles. Tadpole children. tadpoles. To chuck them back in the sea before they laid eggs in him. All right, so Irish legend, Selkies. A different mermaid story is the story of the Selkie. The Selkie is thought to be a shapeshifter, one who can change from a seal to a man or a woman when on land. This legend is often compared to the Swan Maiden and the Frog Prince. Men and women who fall hopelessly in love with Selkies because they were gorgeous in their human form. There are even tales of men marrying Selkie women, only to have their hearts broken when the Selkie woman leaves and returns to the sea, never to be seen again. One legend says that women can carry seven tears into the sea to call up a Selkie man for love. Some say the story of Selkies was created by lonely sailors on long voyages away from home. They would see a seal and be mistaken for a lovely woman perched on a rock or a seashore. Okay, another thing, I think it might be one of the other stories I've got later on, but Selkies, what it, what it is, when the Selkie comes out of the sea, she has to take her skin off right. to become human. And then if the man can grab the skin and then basically he hides it and then the Selkie has to live with him and be his wife, the way she can return back to the sea is if she gets her skin. So... That's like um, I think it's the same with the men. Like women can steal the selkie so she, men's. She loses. She sheds her skin, and then she can be. Yeah, it's like shape shifting in the sea. She needs. She's like a 
mermaid but when she comes on land she takes her skin off and if them if you can they like hide it in rocks and if you can find that while they're on land then you keep it and you hide it in your house and she's like your wife she can't return back to the sea it never ends well it's always like a traumatic end and they have children with these selkies and eventually the selkie will find maybe finds her skin puts it back on she can go go back in the sea and leaves her children and the man behind oh wow hey, can I, hey i've got a story here go on then you know about, um um manitous was it manitous manatees like, ugly um ugly wives right well, basically it's back because chris it's christopher columbus and caribbean mermaids Christopher Columbus is famously known for his encounters with mermaids on his voyages near Hispaniola. Columbus wrote in his ship's log that he and their crew encountered three mermaids whilst in the water around the island of Hispaniola. Columbus documents that the mermaids were coveting in the water. When the ship drew near, the three mermaids rose out of the water. To Columbus's dismay, the mermaids were not as beautiful as depicted in the stories of yore. Columbus thought the mermaids to be quite undesirable and mannish. Today it is believed that Columbus and his walk-log crew were actually seeing a group of manatees. <laughs> his rise, however, would a seasoned captain like Columbus truly mistake the chubby sea cow for a woman, no matter her appearance? Well, any ship well, in a storm, any port, uh, yeah, any, storm, any, any port in a storm, and those sailors did like a, a bit of rum. Was that the only English well, yeah. sailors? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so but that was quite funny. they were in English, but yeah, I was saying about manatees and you know that. So that story. Columbus may have seen manatees like, ah, uh, hey guys, look, there's mermaids. Woo, over there, boy. Oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to come here. <laughs> You're the wrong mermaids. You're not the mermaids we're looking for. Right, so got some uh, apparently oh, some other mermaid stories. Right, so uh, what's the most famous mermaid story you know? Uh, this one right here. Go on, because I'm reading it. In 2012, construction crews in Zimbabwe were scared. That's away not from the most work. famous one. I'll let you read it, but go on. Well, it is because I don't know any mermaid stories. The only, all right, the most famous mermaid story I know is Mermaid, the film with Tom Hanks. Does that count? There's, oh. there's another one even more famous. Uh, you read your one because I don't, I can't remember how famous The Little Mermaid. Oh, actual, I thought you meant real stories, not stories. Could be real. That, that's um, Christian Anderson, yeah? Hans Christian Anderson, yeah. 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 All right, I'll, I'll do this. Little. The Please. Little Mermaid is a, cine- right, so you know the story of the Little Mermaid, don't you? Yeah. Or the one that Disney's told you? Ariel. Yeah. Okay. The Little Mermaid is a sinister morality tale by 19th century Danish author Hans Christian Andersen. Like the beloved Disney film, it follows a mermaid's quest to win the heart of a handsome prince whose life she saves from the water. Unlike the beloved Disney film, the original story takes a dark turn when the mermaid is unable to win the prince's heart. Mute and alone, she is doomed to be transformed into sea foam because fish girls have no souls and cannot go to heaven. Her sisters sell their hair to the sea witch in exchange for a dagger that the mermaid must use to pierce the prince in his sleep. If she lets his blood wash over her feet, she will regrow her tail and return to the ocean. The heroine stands over the sleeping prince with a dagger for a long time but cannot follow through with the, a dreadful act. Because she resisted taking him, the angels appear and let her know she can work for several hundred years doing good deeds and then perhaps she may obtain an immortal soul and go to heaven. That's not the right story, is it? Jesus it Christ. Very much like sort of gin and stuff like that, you know, like, again, or fallen angels, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, like redemption. We've, we've got souls, but they haven't. Sort of yeah, well, she hasn't. Yeah, that's the point. Because yeah, she's, she's a... a, a 
whatever she is, a cryptid. She's got no soul. But yeah. she can, by working for, like, doing good for a few hundred years, she may be able to earn one. Only because she didn't kill the prince in the first place. What jobs does she have to do? I don't know. Um, what can a mute... What can a mute, beautiful, fish-toweled... She hasn't got fish towels. She's got legs because she didn't oh. kill him. I was going to say she could use a, a tail to wipe the floor, wash the floor. <laughs> I don't know. It's wet already. But it would make... <laughs> she hasn't got a tail. She's got feet. She got changed into a person. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. Or, or she could just kill someone and then get her towel back. No, no, it was the prince. She had to kill the prince. That's what the... Why did she have the to deal with the... Oh, my God. It's Little Mermaid. She loves the prince. He didn't love her back. That's right. why. And then she, they, her sisters do a deal with the sea witch to give her a dagger. If she so, kills the prince and the blood goes on her feet, she can get her towel back. Were well, you not listening? Yeah, no, but if he loves her, what then? He didn't love her. That's the point. He did. What no, in the, in the original tale, he didn't. No, she didn't. Did. But then she'd what? be human and be happy. She'd get a she voice get a back. Huh? Would she get a soul if he loved her? Uh, I don't know. He didn't. I don't know. That's the point. I'm just trying yes. to get the, the gist of it. So yes. she. Because she would become her. maybe maybe if she, had, if he had loved her back, she would have become human, and humans have souls, whereas cryptids don't. Sure, there's a lesson there somewhere. Is that what cryptids are after? Is that what Bigfoot's after? You want a soul? It's just a sad, lonely Bigfoot without a soul. Isn't that um the the idea of greys and stuff like that? You know, a lot of people have been said that they they try and. They're, they're investigating the human soul or the fact yeah. that there is a soul because they haven't got a soul and they're trying to create a soul, basically. That is part of the story. So did Tans Christian Anson know this hundreds of years maybe, ago? Possibly. Maybe that's the whole sort of gist of it. Maybe. Because there is that knowledge out there, isn't there, from before? Yeah. Like all the sacred so, geometry and all that to do with... Yeah. Oh, well, we're touching... Mermaids oh. have just led us down the path of that cryptids don't have a soul. Interesting. Okay, what's you going on about the sighting? Let's do some sightings, recent oh, yeah. sightings. It's not that famous, so I've never heard of it, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um, in two, fa- in fact, I haven't read it. I'm just going to read it for the first time now. I'm sure, it's interesting. In 2012, construction crews in Zimbabwe were scared away from their work on the Gokwe and Osborne dams by an irate mermaid. She was pissed, man. Referred to as the Mamba Munta by the locals. <laughs> The mermaids were harassing workers as they attempted to complete construction on the dams. The local workers raised in an area of folklore myth believed the appearance of the Mamba Munta to be a bad omen and refused to finish construction of the dam. Okay. The local council, in an attempt to pursue the continued construction of the dams, hired white workers to finish the job. So non... What's it called? um, Non-mythical believing workers. Finish the job. This was an attempt to hire persons not engulfed in legend and popularity with the Mamba Muntu sightings. Both of these workers fled the construction site as well, as they vowed never to return due to the rage and harassment of the Zimbabwe River Mermaid. So what the fuck was it? What did it look like? In an attempt to placate the oriented mermaids, local council members and chieftains developed a, decided to perform ritual rites and cleansings to allow for further developments of the dam. The natural and supernatural are often the same realm in the country of Zimbabwe. Mermaids are just illusions of the brain or the eye. So it doesn't tell me what the actual outcome was. So basically there was like a, a union said we're not working for shit money. And then they said, oh, we'll, we'll just say the mermaids. And then they just got white people to come and break the strike. Is that what we're going with? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? Well, it's definitely dodgy, yeah. Is that, is that basically they wouldn't, they were like, no, you just tell them there's a mermaid then and they won't work or whatever. Maybe, I don't know. 
maybe some people died in the thingy because they were shit at doing their job and they drowned and then they blamed the mermaids and then um they got other people who were better and then mermaids <laughs> that's like kind of sounds a bit racist to me but i don't know it's a bit weird it's a bit I, weird i don't i i mean why didn't they take pictures and like do selfies with the mermaid selkie they could do them selkies selkies Sel- Sel- selfies with the selkies selkie selfies yeah exactly I don't know if I'm buying that story. I'll do the next one. Uh, this one is uh, called... The Hold Andy on, Rand- I've got a story for you. We're talking about um, eating mermaids eating people. Yeah, yeah, got him. Okay, this is... Um, Scottish folklore tells of a strange group of creatures that inhabit one particular strait. According to legend, they would appear in groups with only their torsos raised out of the water. I mean... You, you, female? I don't know. I was thinking, if it's male, you're like, okay. If it's female, it's like boobies. <laughs> How you doing? Oh no! Sorry. The next line. The next line gives it all away. These blue men of Minch would wave to sailors in a friendly manner, and the sailors would assume they were innocent people in need of rescue. Okay, so it looked like they were drowning. But when the sailors got closer, they would see the unnatural blueness of the men's skin and the elongated, twisted features of their faces. They sound like dolphins. Asiatic. It's like. <laughs> Unfortunately, sailors close enough to recognise the blue men were close enough to become prey. The blue men would drag them into the water and feast on their flesh. Is that is that the end of the story? That's it. Yeah. So basically, dolphins track uh, sang like here, and then they were like killer dolphins at the people. Not buying that. That's not a good murder story. But if they were um, if they were female blue females mermaids, then yeah, maybe. Nah, I think that was I think that's bullshit. Actually, don't don't believe that at all. My wife has just informed me that there's a, a Norman chapel in Durham Castle, which has probably from was it ten? I think she said ten eighty six, ten seventy eight, has the oldest um, depiction of a mermaid in England. Ah, funny that. I've got that. The mermaid chair at Zeno in Cornwall. No? That's not the same thing. Durham is not Cornwall. It's not. Oh, the normal chapel in Durham Castle built around 1078. Yes. It's probably the earliest surviving artistic petition of a mermaid in England. It could be seen on the south-facing capital above one of the original Norman stone pillars. Okay, interesting. Mermaids appear in British folklore as unlucky omens, both foretelling disaster and provoking it. Okay, interesting. Um, your story was crap. I'm going to do my one. It wasn't crap. It's blue men from Minch in Scotland. With elongated Scotland. Faces. What? Oh, yeah. Like blue men with elongated faces. Sounds a lot like dolphins, doesn't it? How many people? Dolphins don't eat people that we know Do of. they not? Maybe not. Dolphins blue? Fuck. Wait. Sorry, I nearly spilt my bourbon all over my computer. That'd be bad. It would be bad. During 1943, well, this this is um this is called the Orang I can apparently. During 1943, World War II, whether it's called World War II at the time, we don't know. We're still raging on. The war, however, did not stop the appearance of one of the most well documented merc. See, I told you it was a famous. I spoke bourbon on my uh, keyboard now. Oh dear, Uh, I like I done that to mine, and I had to get a new one. Appearance of the most well documented mermaid sightings on the Kai in. On the Kai Islands of Indonesia, Japanese soldiers had set up a surveillance team. During the time there, several members of the surveillance team reported seeing a small humanoid figure in the water with spines on its neck and head and mouth like a carp. 
The mermaid figure was often seen playing in lagoons and near the beach shores of Kai Island. The Japanese soldiers were bewildered by what they were seeing. But after speaking to the natives, they learned the mystical creature mermaid like mystical mermaid like creature was actually known entity called the Orang Ican or human fish. As sightings continued, a sergeant with the group, Mr. Taro Hariba, was invited by the indigenous people of the island to see what they had caught in their fishing nets. Upon arrival at the village, he entered the chieftain's home to find one of these creatures displayed out on the floor. Hariba described a small body with red-brown hair, spines along the neck, a humanoid face with a lipless fish-like mouth full of needle-sharp teeth. Mr. Hariba was confused and shocked by what he saw and urged the audience to investigate after the war. No one believed any of his stories of mermaids in the Kai Islands. Did Mr. Hariba see a true mermaid or was this simply a misidentification? Oh, okay. Was it? What do you think? What do you think of that? You're still busy trying to save your Google. <laughs> um, it's a bit weird. Sorry about that. We, we're talking about mermaid curses, and now suddenly there's liquid on your keyboard. What yeah, it's a bit that? strange. Well, I think it's a bit strange. Um, basically, there was Japanese in the Kai Islands, and there were the indigenous people, which um, basically said that they had a legend of a fish person, fish the fish man, and it just so happens that the indigenous people captured it and then showed it to the to the um japanese military why are you just going over the story again you just asked me about it no what do you think about it do you think oh, that's true oh. <laughs> i don't have to uh, i was listening think it could be a misidentification it does seem strange that like they've got the water person and then suddenly they capture it unless the the general would be like if you capture that i'll give you money or something like that you know like well, it wouldn't be the sort of thing you'd think that indigenous people would go about doing, would it? Going well, to capture these. There were stories there before, though, wasn't it? Was no, no. no, no but why? Why would they capture it? Doesn't seem like they called it know. called it in the net. They were fishing. Hmm. Like a small. I'm picturing it now, like a murloc from um, um, World of Warcraft, maybe something like that. Spies what are the and... What are the most famous siren story? It's Christopher Columbus's manatees. No, probably. Apart yeah. from um, the Little Mermaid, is that like a mermaid? But what about sirens? Because they're mermaids, classed as mermaids as well, aren't they? Now, yeah, nowadays, so. it's morphed into that Odyssey. Although they said the sirens in the Odyssey were harpies. Back yeah. then, they were bird. So yeah, forget about that. I'm talking shit. Oh, um, what's that pirate? Pirates of the Caribbean. There's mermaids in that. That's quite <laughs> <Is> famous. <it? laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're quite. They're like beautiful and all that, and then they're like. Oh fuck! Kind of like good guys. Uh, I've got one. It says keyboard's fucked. In 1967, British Columbia became a hub of mermaid excitement. Ooh, mermaids! When a mermaid, mermaids! When a mermaid was spotted lounging on the shore of Main Island, ferry riders that evening saw a blonde woman sitting on the beach shore. She was topless, of course she was. Had long blonde hair and a towel of a porpoise. Some witnesses became very upset as they believed they saw the mermaid eating a salmon raw on the beach that day. Oh. They were upset, didn't... Whatever. After the sighting by the ferry passengers, the mermaid was seen one more time by following week. As the locals got swept up by the spotted mysterious mermaid, the town locals began to seek information relating to her. The town newspaper, the columnist, put a 25,000 reward for the mermaid. What for What for the mermaid? To do what? Dead or alive, $25,000. Arrangements were even made for the mermaid to have room and board once she was found and successfully acclimatated to the climated to the town setting although many believe that this entire mermaid sighting was a charade there were still many who believed that they saw was real is the main island mermaid a myth or well-played tourism ploy what do we think about that lee uh i think it's a ploy 
think it's a very yeah again no pictures are there any pictures of mermaids i don't think there are i mean i looked on when i was looking at this i was you know obviously looked some youtube videos and there was some fishy shit going on but but nothing like uh well hmm i mean you've got occasional ones of other cryptics but are there any mermaids let me have a look online quickly any mermaid mermaids mermaids images keyboards fucked man people just uh general yeah that one's real yeah of course that's real not very nice real norks no no okay I don't know. Got any more stories, bro? I've got some more stories. Yeah, go on. Give us a, Give us what you got. <sighs> this is number five. This one looks interesting. It's a blue face. Oh, South Africa. So Zimbabwe area again. So hmm. in 2008, waves were being made in South Africa. Waves. They <laughs> 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 were made called the Cayman. Cayman. That's like a, it's a crocodile. Crocodile. It? Cayman was making a splash of news. A f- group of friends were camping near a river when they heard loud splashing and loud banging noises. Upon further investigation, the group came upon a woman in the water. Women appeared to be pale white with long black hair. His skin had an opalescence that made her seem as if she was nearly glowing. The most shocking feature was seen when the woman turned to the group. She had piercing red eyes. I bet that's not the most shocking feature. The woman ran to investigate the claims that the Cayman had been seen. She noticed... Noted that the mermaid made a sorrowful cry like a woman crying. After a moment of chaos with the group, the mermaid disappeared into the murky water. People of South Africa are leery of the Cayman, as she is known for pulling people under and trapping them beneath the depths with the object she, which you most desire. Distressed women or legendary mermaid, the people of South Africa are still questioning if they saw a legend in the flesh. Uh, I don't know. So they saw a lady who was... Uh, what do you think? Around- did they just see a drowning woman? Um, and they, like, didn't, they were scared and didn't rescue her, and then she drowned, and then that was that. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. She was a white woman, like, really pale white woman, who'd maybe been in the water a while, so she'd gone a bit wrinkly, like you do your fingers do when you're in water. Um, they didn't even say whether she actually had a fishtail, they just said she was pale white <laughs> with. Like, That's not great, is it? A bit glowy. Um, oh, am I going with that? No, no, okay, all right. Oh, I like this one, it's nice because I like the picture, it's like a nice, all right. Hebridean mermaid Scotland has countless mysteries and legends with mermaids taking place in their folklore. However, in 1830, a mermaid was apparently seen and su- subsequently killed, yeah, of course, because they fucking would do that by the people of Ben. Becula? Okay. While cutting seaweed near the shore one day, a woman claimed to have seen a miniature woman swimming in the water. Surprised by her discovery, she called many people over to view the water dweller. As men began to rush at her in the water, she quickly swam out of their reach. Some boys in the group threw stones at the scared mermaid. Oh, you fucking beasts. One actually striking her in the back. A few days later, the corpse of the mermaid supposedly washed up on shore. Like many of the other claims of mermaids... This one was a small with pale white skin and had a tail of a fish without scales. A small. Okay. okay. After a body of the. Dis- now, this, this sounds actually. After the body of the deceased mermaid had been found, the sheriff of the town thought it was only fitting that the mermaid have a proper burial. 
A coffin was made and a body was wrapped in a shroud. The mermaid's coffin was then buried above the shoreline where she was found. Although the tail of the mermaid grave was withstood the test of time, no one is certain where the body was buried. No markers or signs have donated where she may lie. So what did people Benacula see that day? Did they make a horrible mistake of killing legends? Do you know what I think about that? They murdered right. someone. No, it's probably a child, etc. that's got malformed legs, do you think? Oh, possibly. Dumped her in the sea. Uh, yeah. Up on the shore, and they're like, oh, it's a mermaid. Something like that. That's a shame. Oh, yeah, of course. What? Killing children? You know, that's the sort of thing that they would do, or, you know, and use it as a, a cover for mermaids, that sort of thing. No? Yeah, possibly. You cleaned your keyboard? That's fucked. <laughs> the uh, space bar's just like doing its own Stop. thing. Uh, man, get on Argus. <laughs> well, I better crack God, this is an expensive keyboard. No, no, I can still do stuff. I just can't type anything. Um, on the same shit as me, aren't you? Put it, put it in a um, bowl of salt. You know, like you do. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, New Zealand. We do New Zealand mermaid. Okay. New Zealand found itself swept up in mermaid legends when in 2014 a crew of fishermen claimed to have found the remains of a mermaid on the South Island. The fishermen were concerned that they had discovered the body of a possible murder victim. However, upon closer inspection by local authorities, it was evident that the skeleton was not entirely human. The body uh, resembled that of a human-like creature that was shown to have aquatic features. Discovery ran rampant with everyone in New Zealand learning about the aquatic humanoid found on the South Island. Since the authorities were unsure what to make of the find, the University of Auckland was brought in to explain what the fishermen had found. And then that's it. It doesn't say. It doesn't say what. It's like, what else you got? So they did they explain it or didn't they explain it? No, that's it. That's the end of the story. I don't know. Sounds like a bit of... Do you know what that sounds like? Sounds Bullshit. Fishy. Sounds fishy to me. <laughs> I'm well funny tonight. You are so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's funny that. I'm funnier when I haven't been drinking than when I have. Uh, I find you more funnier when I have been drinking. <laughs> you have been drinking. Well, there you go. Oh, dear. I used to get someone drunk to make them think you're funny. Not that this is a comedy show or anything. Right. I've got Bearing Sea Mermaids. This looks interesting because the picture looks quite interesting. There's dolphins and shit. Henry Hudson was exploring the cold northern waters off Norway in the year 1608. Written in his journal, he describes a day when he had a strange encounter with a group of mermaids. The mermaid, Hudson claimed, saw his crew and proceeded to call up more of her mermaid sisters. He described the woman as being as big as the men in his crew with very white skin and long dark hair. Okay. Making his way down... Making his way down their bodies, Hudson discovered a towel which he described as a dolphin. But with the spotting of a mackerel, Hudson seemed thrilled with the discovery of the mermaids. Like many of the sailors of the time, people often assume that it's possible that sailors on the high seas were mistaken animals, often manatees as nautical beauties. Hudson's case is strange because sailing in the Bering Sea in Norway, there are no manatees. Now, there are probably no women either, but with fish towels. Naturalist <laughs> Philip Henry Goose in his mid eight in his mid eighteen 18- 80, mid-1800s work, The Romance of Natural History, believes there is no way that Hudson was mistaken animal for his mermaid. He believes seasoned sailors such as Hudson would be able to identify animals in that location easily. Goose believes Hudson even made this entirely story up, but Hudson saw something truly unique in the realm of science. Are there mermaids living in the cold Arctic waters, or was this just a wild tailor's? 
the wild sailor's tail. <laughs> um, it's not much to that story, really, is there? Just someone was sailing in the Bering Sea and they saw mermaids. And, the and mermaids they said they saw a mermaid. But the fact that they said it was white-skinned and dark-haired again, you know, seems to be a, a feature. But wouldn't you have white skin and be really, like, cold? Like, the last one I've got, um, this is called The Dearness Mermaid. Scotland appears to have its fair share of mermaids sightings throughout history. Beginning in 1890, Newark Bay became the location of a multiple mermaid sightings. Many people thought the talk of mermaids was just hearsay and rumour. However, many people began sharing their tales of what they termed the Dearness Mermaid. However, this mermaid was not the beauty of past legends. People described as seven foot long humanoid. Wow. With pale white skin and black hair again. The locals described her crawling onto rocks using her arms and sliding back into the waves. A few glances of her that people got were at a distance. The Dearness Mermaid was apparently quite wary and stayed far from the beach shore. Whether the Dearness Mermaid only stayed in the bay for a few summers and then slightly disappeared back into murky waters. Mermaid or whale? Fact of fiction for people in Newark Bay, the legend lives on. I mean, she was getting up on the beach. It's probably like a seal or a sea lion, isn't it? Well, what, like a pale one? Like a weird... Well, maybe. Maybe like an albino seal. I don't know. I know. That could be an albino, yeah. But why would it have... What's the black hair, though? This black hair thing? White with black Um, hair? Maybe it was an old one. Going grey. Bits of it were... Black hair? They have black hair, though. Well, These people are sighting this thing. They didn't. No one went up to it and talked to it. They just because it kept running away, or sliding away. Yeah, it sounds like a creature that's um, like scared of things. Uh, things scared of people. Right. I don't know. Let's get to the crux of it, then, bro. Our mermaid's real. You've got your tarot card. Our Cryptics are cryptid. Our mermaids cryptids. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, there doesn't seem to be anywhere in particular you're going to see a mermaid, does there? Like you no. could just like out in the Bering Sea in your canoe, and some mermaid will pop up and then call her sisters, or you could be discovering a new country in your boat and then um, there. I don't know, but there's not a single story. Of someone convincingly seeing a mermaid. Yeah, there's there's not there's nothing there's no one communicating. I don't think there's any there where someone's communicated with mermaid, where it's got out of the water, where someone's found its skin, where you know there's an ongoing um, thing. Yeah, it's just a. Oh, it's like a. It's more. It's a legend. I'm going to call it a legend. I don't. I don't. Do we? Okay. Do you believe in mermaids? Do you believe you might see a mermaid? No, it's like one of the. When I was looking at this, I think it's probably in my head one of the most improbable cryptics. Yeah, cryptids that that I know. Like you think of other ones, like Bigfoot. Maybe I could see a Bigfoot. Mothman. Maybe I could see Mothman. Dogman. Maybe I'll see a Dogman. Or in the others, like um, I don't know, McKelly and Bembe, or. Maybe yeah. there's a dinosaur out there. Maybe I see Loch Ness. All those things. The mermaid is probably the least likely to see. Like my least believable one. Not believe. I don't know. Believable is not the thing. But the least likely I'll be like out on a boat somewhere and I think I'll see a mermaid. But they could. They technically could be 
Um, but again, couldn't they? Okay. Not, but otherworldly possible. I was thinking this in my head. Mermaids are sort of almost the least likely that I almost like. If you believe in any sort of cryptids, mermaids are the least likely that I believe in. But also, if you think about the sea and the ocean and the depths and the space, they're also maybe the most likely to actually be there and not be discovered so far. Yeah. Because you think else you would yeah. find somewhere along yeah you like, think like bigfoot if bigfoot is like a an actual creature that lives out in the forest there's a lot of like forests that people don't go to but there's also lots of modern day technology that can you know yeah. drones and s- even satellites that can do um what's it called like heat imaging and all that sort of shit whereas yeah. the oceans are oh. it's harder to get down to the bottom of the ocean it is Okay, yeah, to get into space or go to the moon if you believe in that sort of shit. So it's easy for me to get to the bottom of the ocean, it is for me to go into space. I just put rocks mm, in my pants, (laughs) yeah, and be alive at the same time. No, I'm dead, but yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. So, in one way, mermaids is one of those ones that you should believe potentially more than all the others, but they seem to be up there where you don't, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. like on a scale of of cryptids, you know, Bigfoot, yeah, Bigfoot could be up there. He's up there on the the mountain, living in the forest. Ten, he's up there at ten. Mermaids, where'd you put them? They're right down the other scale. They're like a one or a two. They're like, nah, they're they're fantasy. But it should almost be the other way round. Quite like the stories because they're so they're very similar, but so completely improbable. But yeah, you know, like, they're like it's like someone someone says they've seen a UFO and it's this flashing light in the sky. It's like that. You know, very much sort of like that. But also, I, f- I think there's that f- uh, thing with the tail is the other way. So it could be mistaken. We could be mistaken for dolphins or manatees or, you know, little whales and that sort of, you know, that's a plausible explanation as well. Whereas with, say, Bigfoot, there's not great, there shouldn't be great apes in North America in the forest, should there, up there? No. Yeah. Whereas. Yeah, exactly. If someone's at the sea and you see a splash of a tail and it's like, oh, well, it could be a dolphin. They could have mistaken it for dolf- for a dolphin yeah. or a porpoise or a whatever else you want to say. Yeah. Anyway, the card I've drawn is the uh, Seven of Swords. Uh, that means nothing to me. He's got a hat on. Look at the card. Look at what's on the card. There's um, swords and tents in the background. He's definitely on the land, and he's got a red hat, a red fez on. It looks like he's a he's a joker. He's wearing a fez. Like, um, what's his name? Who died on the stage? It's like that. That's all I can think of. I'm, um, I'm going to say no. Seven. About the seven. Is seven a good number or a bad number? Sword is always not particularly good. No, but seven. Oh, Seven's seven a good sword. number. Isn't that a true number? Seven I don't know. Definitely... <laughs> I don't know. Was it a um, Seven of Swords? Yes or no? The Seven of Swords card is a card of deceit. You may. Oh, okay. Be... So the the mermaids are deceitful. It's most likely no. Okay, um, we're going to say no then. We have to go with no. But what do you mean? But they, it could be that mermaids are deceitful. Ah, oh, so they're tricking us because they know about the Atlantis, and they yeah. don't want that to happen again. Exactly. Yeah, or they're tricking you to get into the water so they can lay. Their so eggs. they can eat, lay their eggs in you, or eat you, or, or both. 
Yeah. Basically. Well, lay their eggs and you say they're young can eat you. Yeah. Basically, they're they're not real, but if they were real, don't go near them. That's yes, I think mind. that's probably awesome because they come from Atlantis and had sex with dinosaurs. Basically, yeah. As a result, yeah. Cool. I've enjoyed that most informative. Um, Glad you sold mermaids. Mermaids. We're now this. We're, we're the other half of fifty, so we're closer to a hundred than we are to fifty. Technically, Isn't true. That, right? that is true. Yeah. Cool. Um, hopefully, we'll still be here next week, and it wouldn't be the end of the world. I suppose like each week now, we can be like we survived another week in World War Three, can't we? Awesome. But the thing is, though. What? If you look at it like World War One was four years, World War Two six years, we've got eight years of this shit. Well, yeah, you know. Well, maybe if it like, goes up like that, or it might be something. So it might be ten years. I don't know. There's probably some. Been during the beginning of COVID, so we're going to go. It's already been going. No, 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 no. You can't. No, you can't do that. It's like genocide. No, Humans. I'm not having it. Damn, we got got another eight years of this. Now. I'm not going to have to do this during my like 50th birthday. I have to celebrate it where? On the run from who? Hiding where? That's a good question. That's a good Eating question. What? And I don't know. Eating I don't know the answer. Is. Cool. Um, also, anyway, we're a bit conspire. We're conspiring. Conspiring. You can find us on Twitter. We can find us on all good podcast catchers and bad ones. Um... um. Just gonna go with that. Odyssey, Twitch. Yeah, we're on Odyssey. I put some our videos on BitChute now. That's all the big conspire. You can email us at uh what is it? Big conspire at hotmail.com. Send us a message. Share us out there and all that stuff. You know what to do, people. Do it. Do it or send the mermaids around. If you want to come on the show and chat, tough shit, could you not? Um Actually I'd quite enjoy that. What, someone to come on and talk? Yeah, email us. What, for just for a chat? Just yeah, why not? Yeah, random people. You've got to have Discord or something like that. Um, what's that? Oh, well, yeah, you've got to have an ability to talk to us. Not on a phone. I'm not doing the mobile phone shit because yeah, that's actually, terrible. Actually, if you're mute, if you're mute mermaid, you can't come on the show. <laughs> but if you're like human... If... You're someone with any sort of technical capabilities to have a chat online. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Maybe... Um, Fuck it. From like a war zone or something like that. That'd be cool. Come quiet. <laughs> Email us anyway. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, maybe you've got like an interesting story you want to talk about. Maybe you've been abducted by. Maybe you want to talk about mermaids. Maybe you've seen yeah. one. Maybe, maybe you've, you've got. Maybe you're married Bigfoot. Yeah. Maybe you just wanted to have a sh- chat about ridiculous conspiracy shit. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Random Let's people. It. That's it from now. We're changing the format of the show. This is a people show from now, and it's not just us because. We've had we've had people on here before. We had a couple. Yeah, I've got I've got, I've got my I've got a lunatic conspiracy guy. Let's get him on. I'll get him on. He, he does know. Anyway, we're out of here, so we're going to be back next week, hopefully, and yeah. we will see you then. There's no silent order here.